All right. Well, game one is in the books. And if that is anything that we are expecting for the rest of this series, I think this series is probably going to break some records in the goal department. I don't know what they are, uh, but this series is going to set them. No lead in this series will be safe. The abs are on notice. Is this a series that you want where you just have to outscore everybody and, and feel like, hey, we got four goals. It's four to nothing. That's not going to mean Jack in this series, but the Avs hang on and win this thing eight to six. They get the first game under their belt and are now three victories away from getting into the Stanley Cup finals. But this is going to be a challenge. <laughs> Let's start talking about it. Your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Avalanche fans, welcome to the Locked On Avalanche podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Vaselli. With me, as always, Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. That's always appreciated. Follow the show on social media outlets, LOPN underscore Avalanche on Twitter, Locked On Avalanche on Instagram. Questions, comments, concerns, opinions, Locked On Avalanche at gmail.com. And follow the show over on our YouTube channel. Hit subscribe, get notified when a new show goes live. Caught your breath, Kyle? No. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're recording, obviously, a few minutes after the game is over, but. I genuinely did not feel safe with no. with lead that we had. Even when the ads were up seven to three, I was telling myself this game is not over. I didn't think the ads were going to lose it, but you knew Edmonton had some goals left in them, and boy, did they! They they came back like a bat out of hell, and yeah. you know. Almost came back to tie this thing. They were down seven to three, and the Avalanche had to do everything they could to hang on. Uh, what's your what's your take? So takeaway from this thing, uh, you know, just minutes after it's over. Yeah, well, we talked with Brett in the Locked On Oilers Avalanche crossover. We talked about this coming down to the goalie position. Little did we know, goalies don't matter. Like, <laughs> it's honestly, how are you going to score? And it kind of came around at the end with us giving Edmonton every chance to score, um, mm -hmm. putting them on bad power plays. The whistles were being called very selectively. So you got to be very cautious with what you're doing. And when the momentum's shifting like it was, they were leading in shots for a majority of this game and it started getting closer towards that like second, late second, early third. And with the goalie change, you you got to be a little bit smarter. But if you're scoring like this, it doesn't really matter. It's who scores last. Yeah, um, I mean the ads were. It seemed like like a, a copy of the St. Louis series where they were really in command for most of the first. They they came out. You could tell they were just wanting to get a couple shifts in and get their legs going. And once they did in the first, they were in charge. Yeah. And, and uh, what was the, let me see after, I mean, there were so many goals scored in this game. I can't remember what the heck it was. Well, Vander King got the first. So it was three to two. 
um, at the end of the first, and it it was almost two to two. Mm-hmm. And that Kale McCarr goal is going to be talked about on the day off. On the day off, and Edmonton fans are not happy with it from it not being called offsides. I I get that. And at first, I think everybody was in agreement that that was offsides. Even Avalanche fans. I'm I'm going through social media and everybody's like, this is getting called back. And through, I, I don't even want to call it a loophole. It, I mean, it, it makes sense as to what, I wasn't even watching that. I was just watching where Kale McCarr had the puck and where Val Nechuskin was on the other side of the line. I was not paying attention to the puck actually being on his stick when he's coming into the zone. I mean, I don't think about that. I'll be I'll be completely honest with you. I'm not thinking about that. I'm just thinking of, of the two things that I just mentioned and the refs, you know, they're, they're and, and the people in Toronto, they are watching that stuff. So I get why Euler fans are mad, but I feel like the the way that the rule is written, it's the right call. He's not the puck is not on his stick. And and players do that a lot. They have these delayed yeah. offsides. I don't think that's what Kale McCarr was going for. No. I don't think he was intentionally doing that, but it's just just coincidence that the puck was not on the blade of his stick when Val Nachuskin is getting back on sides. I know I was not happy with the call. Um I really don't think it. Like, if I was Edmonton, I would be furious. And as an Avalanche fan, I'm furious for you. I don't think I've ever seen it called that way. Um, in all don't. my years of hockey watching, I don't think I've ever seen it called like that. It's almost ironic that Gabe Landeskog's in the background of an offsides review. Um, yeah, yeah. But it's – I I don't know how I felt about it. And honestly, it was brought up in the, uh, the Locked On Avalanche Twitter spaces about that goal – it didn't matter if it counted or not. That was one of those goals late in that first period that would stick with Mike Smith. It was going to rattle you if it counted or not because yeah. that was a beautiful goal. And feeling that momentum shift for Colorado in that moment, right after scoring a goal, thinking that well, everything was that you tied it up, everything's going good, and then Kale McCarr takes that away from you. It's it's really starting to rattle Mike Smith, even if they called it back or not. So it was a pivotal goal at that time, but it was a dagger. It was. Yeah. It really was. And um it, yeah, and it played and it played to the rest of his like his mentality through the rest of the game. And it only added to it because of just the wonkiness of the rule. Yeah. I mean, the Avs again gave up a a late period goal. That seems yeah. to be a problem for them all throughout these playoffs. Yeah. With two minutes or less, they're giving up goals. And they did it again to this was I think to Zach Hyman. Yeah. Um and and Kale McCarr bailed him out with that play to I mean, that was a beautiful shot, beautiful goal. And that kind of just set the tone for all right, this game is gonna be all over the place. You know what I mean? Like nobody, nobody thought. Okay, that first period was just out of control. <clears throat> Three to two goals going all over the place. Uh, I think it's going to settle down in the second period and in the third period. Like, no, it just amped up even more in the third. 
and and the 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 Evander Kane goal mm-hmm. was just a bad defensive move by Josh Manson. Mm-hmm. And he got behind everybody and he got one on Darcy Kemper. I don't know. Like, e- even then, it was, I've said it before with this Avalanche team, even when they give up a first goal, it, that doesn't matter. This, it no. really didn't matter. <laughs> like, no. Because this was just uh, goal city. And I don't know. I don't know what to think. Like, I, I feel good about the win, but. This is going to, like, I, I don't know going forward. Is this the kind of series you want to play for the Avs? You can play it. You can play because you're, you're fast enough. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, you have the scoring ability. But I don't think anybody wants to get into these track meets for a seven-game series. I, I chalked it up to one of those goofy, ridiculous games when um, Cogliano got a five-on-five goal to put us up seven to three. That's when I officially hit, this game is officially dumb. I'm done. Mm. <laughs> like, it's the Avalanche were scoring. You were excited. You're like, wow, game one of the Western Conference Finals. You're getting out. You're 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 torching them. We're up six to three, and then Cogliano scores, goes seven three, and you kind of step back and you look, and you're like, is this sustainable? Like mm, JT yeah. Comfer is scoring. You're getting goals from Miko Rantanen. Everybody that's been. Um, Yelling for him to score goals. Congratulations, you got your wish. Everyone's scoring, and then you're like, "This isn't sustainable." Like, where's McDavid? Where's Drysital? You're not hearing those names. You're not feeling that pressure. And then you don't you don't know what game two's gonna. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, they're there, but you you don't know what game two's gonna look like, especially when it comes to Darcy Kemper, Burakovsky, what the lineup's gonna look like now that you have access to the Eagles. Now that they're out of the uh, the Calder Cup playoffs. There's a lot of variables, and I, I was saying in the Twitter space, this is not indicative of the entire series because this can change in an instant. And, and literally anybody can can score. Like the, mm-hmm. the Oilers had no answer for no. the Avs' third and fourth line. They didn't. No. And and those lines were looking fantastic early in the game. Uh, but what happened, like when the Avs got up, I, I don't think it was the Avs – this was not them falling back on their heels like they did against the Blues in, in Game 5. This was you know, an offensive team in Edmonton. <clears throat> I don't even want to say waking up because they were scoring their own goals. I mean, they, they had their, their lull. But when they came out of it towards the end there, like it's just difficult to stop them. Yeah. Just as it's difficult to stop the Avalanche. And yeah. the Avalanche have a better defensive unit than... The Oilers. Now, I think there, there's there's Cal McCarr played great. Bowen Byram had another solid game. Manson struggled a little bit, you know, with with some plays here and there. I thought Taves had a up and down game. He struggled a little bit. You know, uh, Eric Johnson I thought played well. Jack Johnson mm-hmm. did. I don't know, like uh, nothing nothing surprising. So overall, as a defensive unit, I don't think the Avalanche had a good game aside no. from the goals that were scored. You know, like yeah. I'm not focusing on though. Yes, when you take that into account, it was not a good day. But just how they played outside, Kale McCarr had a great game. I think McCarr and Byram had good games. Mm-hmm. Eric Johnson had a a good game, and then the other three, they got to play better. Yeah, they do and and because this is going to be, you got to show that okay, like we know that they have the offensive ability. And with McDavid and Dreisaitl, like you're not gonna shut those guys down. You have to shut the other units down. 
mm-hmm. like the, like the, you just you just have to. And I know that's a tall order. Um, and I don't know if it's going to be done. I do. I think this is this is going to be this series, man. This is it's we have the East and the West. The, the East is going to be one nothing games and the West is going to be eight to six games. I don't think there's any way around this. And and for, for the goalies, we'll get to Kemper in the next segment, but you just have to do the best you can. Good yep. luck, fellas. That's all you can say. Yeah, it's yeah. may the force be with you for the rest of the series because the goalies are going to have a bad, especially if both defenses keep playing this way. Yeah. All right, let's hear from Rock Auto, and then we will get to Darcy Kemper. Um, we don't know. Well, I shouldn't say we don't know. that Adrian Dater put up something, which maybe is a little yeah. concerning. So, uh, all right, Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it is now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer Choosing the only brand that their warehouse happens to carry when you have a computer with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. It's a family-run business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. The prices are reliably low for every customer. So go explore their easy-to-use website today and find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on. And the how did you hear about a section so they know that we sent you to them. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. So Mike Smith gets pulled and Darcy Kemper. It seemed like he left the game after a TV timeout. Um, and the word was it was an injury. I don't think it was at the time. I wasn't thinking, well, Jared Bednar is if they're pulling their, their goalie. I'll pull mine. Like, that's not what you're going no. to do. But he never came back. And then I think at the beginning of the third, they said he was doubtful upper body injury. And then right before we went to record, Adrian Dater said he heard it has something to do with the eye. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Like I know he took a couple of shots off the mask, some hard shots off the mask. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Some people think that he he hasn't been right since midway through that St. Louis series, and this is creeped back up somehow. Or and 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 he's just trying to power through it. And if that's the case, do we now turn to Frankie? I mean, we have to. Yeah, it was weird, the series of events, Lemony Snicket and the series of unfortunate events, if you will. The broadcast was kind of selling it like, oh, it's an equipment issue. Yeah. And you you saw him like in the tunnel um, adjusting things, adjusting things. And you're like, what is going on coming back from the intermission? And then he finally gets out there and he plays a little bit. And you're like, okay, fine. That was a weird delay. Come back from commercial and Darcy's gone. And then I think it was Keith Jones was like, oh, yeah, he's back getting, I think it's his equipment. Right. And then that's what you're under the assumption of. And then you start getting the tweets of, oh, no, he's out with an injury, upper body. And you're like, what is going on? And then the more it goes on, of course, it leads up to possibly the eye or something of that nature. Um. It's hmm. concerning, especially, yes, the narrative through uh, the St. Louis series was he didn't look right. Right. If 
I get that, but why now? Yeah, why? what happened for it to say reaggravate? You know, you can't reaggravate yeah. an eye injury, but <clears throat> you know what I mean. Like, I I don't know. I can't imagine it happened in this game. You know what I mean, I, I just feel like it's happened in the past and he's trying to to work through it and power through it. And then maybe something in this game made it a little bit worse and, and he had to pull himself out. I don't know. I, it didn't seem like there's anything there that was like, oh, that that was something that would would rub up against his eye or something like that and, and irritate it more. I hear what you're saying there, and like I, I was trying to follow that train of logic while I was processing the tweets and the information coming out. Why would you decide to play game one, knowing that's your issue, knowing if you win or lose, it's not going to really affect the series, and then put uh, yourself in there for game six, knowing you can't track. if Why put yourself through that, possibly go to game seven, and then... Are you going to say, well, I think I could do it then? So this I mean, is what like I would me. say. Like, if I'm not, if I know I can't see, that's why I say, hey, coach, let Frankie take this one. I need a little bit. I don't think there would have been any mm-hmm. issue in the world with that. I mean, maybe it wasn't as bad in, in the St. Louis game. Like, it wasn't really affecting him that much. And then something happened in this game where it just got too much and he's like, all right, not now it's, it's gone over <clears throat> the point of, of comfortability and I, and I got to take myself out. I don't know. I like, we don't know. Yeah. We're just kind of guessing here, but I thought Pablo Francois came in. I thought he played well considering uh, at the end of the second period, he, he had to stop a slew of shots from yeah. Edmonton and he did that. And I thought that was going to be a confidence builder. And I think that the goals that he gave up, uh, one was kind of like a fluky bounce from behind the net. And I don't remember who it was, <clears throat> was going off. If you're standing behind that, he's going off to the right and kind of mm-hmm. just threw it and it bounced across. And if, like, it really wasn't on him, but I don't know, man, like we have to really see where Darcy Kemper is. And and I mean that it that is going to be telling for the rest of the Avalanche season, yeah. because if he can't come back, well, I'm, and I know people are like kind of on him right now and in the doghouse. Be honest, if yeah. if this game is a microcosm of what this series is going to be, would you rather Pavel Francouz in there or Darcy Kemper? I am taking Darcy Kemper every single time. I'm not, in, and I I love Pavel Francouz. But I don't think he can keep up with this kind of play. I really don't. And I'm not saying the Avs are in trouble if it's Francois the rest of the way in this series. I'm just saying it's going to be that much more tougher or more tough, however, whatever the proper English for that is. <laughs> uh, because it's, it's, it's a big ask of him to shut down this offensive team. I say this is just me being me. Mm-hmm. I would put Frankie in and keep writing it. And I'll tell you why. Darcy mm-hmm. Kemper let up that goal that he thought he had off his blocker. And it just it was just sitting there. It was just yeah. wide open, just apple right there. Just pick it and go. If Frankie's not 100%, get him 100%. Because if this is what it's going to be, let Frankie try. 
Like he's seen what this Oilers team looks like. Let him get out there and get something going. We could score on the other end. That's not a problem. Mm-hmm. All we have to do is tighten up the defense. You mentioned how bad three of the six looked. Tighten up at least two of them. We have a chance. Yeah. Let Frankie play until Darcy's like, okay, I can see. I can read that chart with the E at the top and read all the little <laughs> letters at the bottom. Like, I can see. I could do it. I could go. Let him close out the series and then go to the next round. Let Frankie play and let – because I, I agree with you. You'd rather have Darcy in, but let Darcy play in the games that will matter. Let him heal up now. Do not rush him back. Well, I guess that's the other question. Do you play a 100% healthy Pablo Francos and a uh, 70%, 80% healthy Darcy Kemper? That's the question that needs to be asked. But that injury is an eye injury. Yep. I mean, any injury anybody has, including a goalie, you have to take into account because they use every single part of their body. But the most important part is being able to see pucks being shot at you and if he's not a hundred percent there i think this is the the pavel francois show for for a little while and maybe it is a couple games so he gets back to healthy again but i just want to know when it happened was it in this game was it back in the st louis game and it just got progressively worse and then something happened one of those pucks off the face like i said kind of like shifted the the goalie mask just a little bit and rubbed like who knows who knows but um it's being an avalanche fan uh that's what that's what worries me right now it generally does really does well we we now have the access to the eagles now so we got misca minor yeah and and <laughs> you don't like want it's well it's, My it's, God. it's it's there i'm just saying that so everyone doesn't think the sky's falling like well, you 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 have frankie get through let's worry about edmonton before we start thinking far into the future but yeah frankie held up tonight and had a better save percentage so well at the at one point he did with looking at the exact same amount of shots so we'll see but it's it's going to be frankie until darcy could prove that he could go 100 percent. he's gonna have to be um more to get to with this game we'll talk about individual performances look at some stats um and what to expect for for the next game but first it's betonline.net and our partners over at betonline continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs uh when we did our crossover with brett yesterday i mean we said if you wanted a slam dunk bet you, you bet the over in this series and it was six and a half total goals I'm really curious to see what the uh, the next game will be. I think it's going to go up by. <laughs> but how do you, uh, about? Who, it'll who, probably be about eight. Who does that though? I mean, who you don't see an eight and a half or nine no. and a half for a, a total game spread, but it could be up there. We shall see. Uh, find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball, the NHL playoffs, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. Bet online is your continued source for all of your sporting wagering information. From live betting to playoffs to esports and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the actions. Betonline.net, where the game starts. All right, for the Avs, uh, you always have those moves that Jared Bednar does. You, for this one, you had Alex Newhook in, and uh, Nicholas Abe Kubel was not in. 
and Burkowski was in. So when I saw that, when I saw Burkowski and Newhook in, you kind of felt like Jared Bednar knew this was going to be a track meet. Yeah. And knew this was going to be a high scoring game and most likely series and how it was matchups based on offense and defense and pairings and things like that for the first two series. It just seems like this one is here's all my offensive guys and go have at it. And they did. And they did. I thought um, Alex Newhook had a beautiful pass to JT Confer on that first goal. And that was much needed. That was right after the Vander Kane goal, which got the scoring going. And you want to see that. And the Avs did it twice with the Kale McCarr goal. Offsides, not offsides, but the the first JT Confer goal, they they turned right around and matched what Edmonton did. And I I thought you know, and Newhook overall, I thought he played a, a pretty good game. That that started off for him. I thought, man, that's exactly what he needs. Um, what do you have for the rest of the game though? Let me see if he. That was it. That was it in twelve minutes of ice time. So, um, what what you what was your and even with the the lines. He had uh, Val Nachuskin back up on the top line. Yeah. Happy with that. And it, and it worked because um, you had that second line really producing. Like, I think if not, if I'm not mistaken, I think every member of that second line produced tonight. You had Miko, uh, Nas, and Lekkonen. Lekkonen, I don't think he had a goal tonight, but Nas and Miko did. Lekkonen had an assist. Yep. So, I mean, that's working. And if you're, gearing your lineups towards an offensive-minded um, four lines, you achieved that tonight. Yeah, And if, we'll have to see what Berkey looks like. I don't know if he returned after that, that puck to the leg. But, I mean, this is this is what you want. And if you're getting scoring out of Kale McCarr, I mean, this is exactly how you want it to look. If you have to put Abe Kubel in there, fine. It's not going to break my heart. But the lines are producing, and that's what you want. You had, I think, 12 guys score um, a point, at least a point. The only ones that did not score for forwards were Darren Helm and, oddly enough, Valnachuskin. I thought maybe he had an assist somewhere in there, but he did not. Newt gets a pass, and Helm, for getting us here, gets a pass. (laughs) (laughs) But Najuskin still played well. He's always going to play well, even if he doesn't get on the stat sheet. And then on the defensive side, we said Josh Manson struggled. I'm just looking at this now. Minus four for Josh Manson Mm -hmm. today. And I think Bednar knew it because he only played him 14 minutes and 24 seconds. So, and, you know, that's on a pairing with Johnson, Jack Johnson. I don't think that works. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I really can't. None of that sounds good. No. Um, I think you just leave the, the Johnson and Johnson line together, yep. put Manson with Byram, and then you got McCarr and Taze in the top. I think those yep. are your pairings. But, um, yeah, Man- Manson, that was – he went from maybe his best game since joining the Avs in game six against uh, St. Louis to maybe his worst Maybe, but it, 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 was, was, it uh, wasn't good. It wasn't good. It was a advanced Father's Day gift for his dad on the other side. I said he should uh, 
He should um tell his dad like because his dad said something about like well at least I get to see my granddaughter. Yeah. And if I'm Manson, I'm like, oh, you don't get to see her. You know, <laughs> if, if you get to, if you want to hand over the victories, then you'll get to see her. You gotta, you gotta yeah. play that card, Manson. So, yeah. Um, we didn't get do a sound check. We gotta get to a sound check, by the way. So, uh, you know, songs that we feel best summarize all of the action. If you're new to the the show, Kyle and I pick a song, win or lose, add it to our Spotify playlist, which you can find over at LOP and Soundcheck. And, um, yeah, what do you got for today, man? From one of my bands, Black Label Society, headed up by Zach Wilde. The song is Fired Up mm-hmm. because it's the tone has been set early. We've got eyeballs on this series now with the scoring 14 goals in one game. Fire it up, let the engines roll. It's time to burn it down. <laughs> And mine is kind of similar to that in, in, in the way that the game was played. Um, I went with a Deftone song called Rocket Skates. I just just what it looked like out there when you have yeah. guys, you know, like McCarr and McKinnon and McDavid and Dreisaitl and they're just flying up and down the ice. That's it looks like what they are on is is a pair of rocket skates. Yeah. Um, I, I think I'm going to run out of songs to to pick for this one. It's going to have to go in a different direction because I can't just keep <laughs> picking speed ones. Like I'm trying to think of other ones in my head that are that. Oh, should have like, done the Speed Racer theme song. The Speed Racer theme song. There you go. I mean, you'll have an opportunity to use it. I can almost guarantee <laughs> you. Um, so yeah, go go follow that playlist. Those two songs will be up uh, probably in the morning. I'll put them up <clears throat> ASAP in the morning. Um, I mean, other than that, I, I, I don't know, man. Like, it's such, it's such a bad it's weird. win. It's a weird win because you, you did some good things. You scored eight goals. You did some good things. You gave up six, and you gave up a seven to three lead. Not you didn't give it up as you you were now trailing. So you did some bad things too. You lost your starting goalie. Uh, it it just. It was a mishmash of a game that that at times made you feel really good. And then towards the end, and I guess at the end, like it's another thing that makes you feel good is the fact that they hung on. Because yeah. I think we were all preparing for overtime with just how goals were coming at ease and at will. You were like, okay, right, once they pull the goalie and they get up a, another player, like they're going to score. Yeah. So give the ads credit for for not allowing that to happen. It's such a roller coaster of a game. And something that I really took away from this game as a whole with how we closed out that series with St. Louis and we talked about it on the show with them kind of getting cerebral, like getting in their self, gripping the sticks tighter, kind of like really getting inside their self. Like they did not do that up against the titans of Dreisaitl and McDavid. Like they played free, almost like this next round is almost like house money. We did it. That's off our back. We don't have to worry about that stress and that narrative that we can't get past round two. We're here. Now, what can we do with it? It felt like a fresh start. And you could see that in the first and second period. There was this air to the way that they were playing. It was oh, fast yeah. and free. And hopefully we could build off that instead of, seeing everything that went wrong in this game and like collapsing on that and micromanaging it, keep playing with that free flow because that, that had you up seven to three at one point. So I'd get back to that. 
Yeah, I mean, it's good to play that way, but you don't want to play so free that you let the other team back in. You know what I mean? So yeah. there's, there's a fine line there. And, you know, they like I said, they did good things and bad things. You know, you you had they made Edmonton pay mm-hmm. for challenging and losing the challenge, which put the avalanche on a, a power play and you get the Nazem Kadri goal. Like, yeah. That's the stuff that you need to do yeah. uh, later on in the game. Nazem Kadri had a breakaway kind of. I mean, it was a breakaway and it was pretty good defensive play. Kind of got a, his stick on his stick and just interrupted Kadri enough where he couldn't get enough on the backhand. But when you have opportunities like that and he didn't score, I'm like, man, like we need that stuff. Anytime yeah. you get an opportunity in a series like this where goals are all over the place, anytime you get an opportunity to score one, you have to yeah. because it's so valuable. You know what I mean? And then the the Gabe Landeskog penalty at the end, he can't do that stuff. No. You know what I mean? Like I know he was thinking it's it's McDavid. I have to slow him up a little bit because I am trailing him and he can get up in the play a lot quicker than I can. So I've just stopped him a little bit. I think McDavid embellished a little bit there. They're not going to call that on him. Um, but, you know, you, you just have to be smarter. You have yeah. to be smarter because what happened? They got a goal off of that. And, you know, and, and he redeemed himself later on for getting the empty netter and really putting the game away. But you have to play smart. You can't play, I guess, I don't even know the word. Like the, the Landis Scott one is, is a good example. I think yeah. he got, he think he panicked because. McDavid was in front of him and he had the drop on him. And I think he, he, he was afraid McDavid was just going to bolt into the play and leave him in the dust and score. So he just tried to slow him up. Okay. I get it. But you, you just have to be smarter. The puck was deep into the zone. And sometimes you just have to take chances rather than a penalty. You just have to, to hope your the defenders that are up there, notice him and, and get in front of him. There's other things that can happen then you take a penalty in that spot. So late in the game to, too. Very late in the game. <clears throat> so there, there's obviously a lot of things that need to be cleaned up, a lot of things that you can be happy about if you're an Avs fan. Um, the, the, where are they? The face-offs got a little bit back in line. They were way out of whack in favor of yeah. Edmonton early on. So I think up to 63% early in the game. Uh, it was something like that. Might even be a few percentage points higher than that. It, it was bad. I don't know, man. I think we're going to see things in this series that we're just not – we don't normally see in, in a hockey game. And it's just because these two teams have all the offensive abilities. You'll have a better feeling after game two because both teams are about to overcorrect. Well, if you remember in game one with Edmonton and Calgary – um, that was out of control. Oh yeah, true. That's you know very I mean? true. And then point. Ca- Calgary just hit a wall, but Edmonton kept going. <laughs> they, yeah. they didn't hit a wall. So, but Calgary, they can score. They have really good scores on the team, but they're not like, th- like we said, this is a track meet. Calgary doesn't want to get into a track meet with anybody. Avalanche are just fine doing that. Yep. So that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know. I, I don't see either of these teams hitting a wall. And I also don't see a goalie being, you know, Igor Shosturkin or Vasilevsky in this game, I, I in this series. 
I, I, I like what those would make on the other side. You know? I know, man. Like I'm comfortable because I, I know the abs have the offensive of ability to overcome that, but it doesn't give you a good feeling no. knowing that's how you're going to have to win these games. So I don't know, man. Uh, More it, scoring. Here we come. It, well, that's what Nathan McGinnon said. He goes, hopefully it brings in viewers and lowers the escrow. And I think when people see this score, they're like, oh, I'm going to go tune into that series because uh, that's what I want for the casual yeah. fan is scoring. So, all right. Um, in the end, we're up one to nothing. <clears throat> and, and that's really all that matters. So we get a day off and then we do it all again on Thursday. So uh, Kyle and I will be back tomorrow. Hopefully we have updates on Darcy Kemper. And anything else we feel like talking about, we will do that tomorrow. Thank you for tuning in and making this your first listen of the day. That's always appreciated. Go check out Locked On NHL or even Locked On Oilers with our buddy Brett for your yeah. second listen of the day. Uh, hear what he has to say. He was none too pleased with that that uh, offside. And how large did that loom at the end of the game? Mm. Right? So uh, we'll go check that out for your second listen of the day. All right, everybody, that'll wrap it up. He's Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. I am Chris Maselli, and this is the Lockdown Avalanche Podcast. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Go, Abs, go.